Welcome to the From Overwhelmed to Fulfilled podcast, where it's all about moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment in your relationships, your business, your finances, your health. I'm your host, Selena Kipnis, a certified life coach and yoga teacher trainer. Namaste and welcome to episode five. First of all, if you haven't joined the wait list, I really encourage you to join so that you can have some emails with lots of great content coming to you and also so that you will have the first opportunity to sign up for coaching space as it becomes available. And so you'll know about offerings when they're available because there may be, just maybe, some new offerings in the spring. So let's get into kind of the journey again of moving into fulfillment. And we talked the past few episodes about my journey. And with that, you know, I didn't have the simple process. And that's really why I wanted to create a simple four-step process for you, for women who are in a similar circumstance. And I just wanted to help save you time and energy with a very easy not easy necessarily, but simple, right? A simple process to follow. So I focused on those things I told you in the last four episodes when I was moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment. And I'm super thankful for that experience and that season in my life because of two things, really. One is that it taught me that I have control over what I make something mean, right? Some people call this our story. Like I had control over deciding if that was going to work for me, if I was going to use what I learned to help myself, to help other people, that it was happening for me, or I could have decided that it was like all against me and just like I would never have like gotten back up out of that. And the second thing that I learned is that mindset is everything, absolutely everything. And as I was thinking about this podcast episode, I wanted to share some beneficial thoughts for creating fulfillment for, you know, in a fulfillment, again, it's achieving something that you desire, whether it is peace, more peace, or being the CEO of a multimillion dollar company, whatever it is, it's moving and achieving that result. So there are thoughts that produce overwhelm and there are thoughts that produce fulfillment, okay? There are also thoughts that produce anger and thoughts that produce sadness and thoughts that produce every emotion. But we're going to just kind of talk in the fulfillment and the overwhelm for a moment. So we know from science that our psychology really affects our reality, We know that. We've heard it. Psychology affects our reality. There's different studies. But the thing is, there's a gap between knowing that psychology affects reality and then knowing how to use our thoughts for us instead of against us. So it's like, okay, we know that it affects it, but how can we actually use the psychology part? How can we actually use our thoughts for us? 
to help us instead of against ourselves and hurting ourselves. And this really comes from yoga that when we want to choose our thoughts, that can really only be done when we're first aware. We have to be aware of what we're thinking. Just like in the first step, accepting. We have to first be aware, right? And as we cultivate the awareness through yoga, through a practice of mindfulness, right? Through practicing, observing our thoughts with loving awareness and not judgment, then we can follow the trail of how our thoughts produce feelings and then how our feelings generate actions and how our actions cause results. And it all goes back to the thoughts, right? So I'm going to come back to this, moving that trail from the thoughts to the results. But before that, I just want to speak a moment about habits versus a high level of awareness. So what happens with the majority of us humans is that we're running on autopilot. We're going through our lives without much awareness. I have an amazing teacher who would say there's a whole bunch of humans walking around, but not a lot of human beings, right? We're not really aware. We're not really being. And so what we do is we decide that we want to make a change and say it's like to lose weight or something. It's like, okay, I'm going to create a new habit. My habit is going to be eating a certain way, going to the gym. And what I really work with my clients on is not being on autopilot with quote unquote bad or quote unquote good habits. So we really work on moving throughout our lives with complete awareness as the driver, right? So we don't want to be driven in this like overachieving way. And we also just don't want to be on autopilot, even if it's a good kind of habit, right? Because even if we're on autopilot and say we're, we're a driver in a car, we're driving, we're on autopilot, we're going to our work, say we have our kid in the back seat and we don't usually at that time, but we're on autopilot, we get to work and we've forgotten that our kid's in the back seat. So this is the difference between just being on autopilot and then having that higher level of awareness. And that's what we really want to cultivate. So let's get into an example of unintentional thoughts, right? And what the results of those thoughts may be. So for example, let's say that your factual situation, your circumstance is that you are an entrepreneur, Okay, so you're an entrepreneur, you're running your business, and you meet with a friend who's also an entrepreneur, and she starts telling you about the success in her business. And so your unintentional, habitual way of thinking that you're probably not even aware of, it's just a habit, right, on autopilot, is your tendency to compare yourself. So your thought may be, wow, she's doing so much more than me. And with that voice in your head, right? Like, oh, she's doing so much more than me. (laughs) And the feeling that you feel from that thought is you feel inferior. Or it could be also judgmental. Like, it depends on you. You may have different thoughts or different feelings that are triggered. But let's say it's inferiority. You feel inferior. 
And then that feeling of inferiority generates the action of mentally spinning out for the next day on just thinking about how you're not doing enough in your business. And you're thinking about how you're not doing enough and you feel crappy and then you don't even feel like doing anything. And so you have this result of inaction in your own business and feeling yucky. (laughs) And so that's just one example of how that thought could work, right? The results that you may get from that. So when we observe this in ourselves with loving awareness, we can see that the thought and the comparison doesn't help you, right, at all. Actually, the contrary, it produces negative feelings and then inaction. So let's continue to look at this with intentional thought creation. So let's say that you're now aware of your tendency to compare yourself and feel inferior, okay? So you've noticed that with loving awareness, not with a judgment, just noticing it. So you intentionally decide, you're like, okay, I'm going to start looking from a new perspective and I'm going to choose a thought that's going to help me. So you can probably start to get a feel now of how this is really another level beyond just creating new habits for success, right? So you choose a new thought that you feel is authentic and true for you, okay? Now, you may not completely believe the thought. You may not think that it's entirely true at first because you're working with something that's new. You were stuck in an old way of thinking. So you begin to practice with this new thought and with this new perspective. It's like beginning yoga asana practice, right? If you're new, you come into yoga, you're not going to be able to go straight into the most challenging poses. You're going to have to take it one step at a time, build your flexibility, build your strength. And it's the exact same way with intentional thoughts, with choosing your thoughts, All you need in the beginning is willingness and a little bit of belief in your new thought, okay? So don't choose a thought that you absolutely can't even believe a little bit. Choose one that you have some belief in. So let's say that you choose to think the thought, other people's success inspires me, (laughs) right? It feels so different. It's like, it can actually inspire me. What? So at first... Again, maybe you have some belief, but not like 100%. You're like, okay, I say it, but it feels like uh, not totally, but I'm going to work on it. I'm going to give it a shot, okay? So you're giving it a shot, and you have a new practice to give it a shot on. You're meeting with a friend, and she's just lost 10 pounds. You've been wanting to lose 15 pounds, but you haven't lost any yet, and she starts telling you how she did it. Okay, so you could go in to many different thoughts here. When you're aware, you get to choose where you're going to what you're going to think about it, what your perspective is. So you could go into the unintentional thinking of comparing, feeling crappy, unmotivated, thinking, oh, gosh, I'm never going to lose the weight that I want to lose. Right. And then you're probably going to feel crappy, be in inaction again, and still definitely not lose the weight. Or you can practice your new thought where you say, 
other people's success inspires me. So when she's telling you she lost 10 pounds and how she did it, you are feeling inspired, right? Because that thought produces a feeling of inspiration. And then feeling inspired is going to generate action of you putting into action what she told you she did, right? So we're going to just play with that. Say you put into action some of the things that she did. Running for 10 minutes a day, eating more salad, whatever it is, you did it. And then your results from that is that in two weeks, you lost five pounds. Do you see how important our thoughts are? Do you know that you can actually choose your thoughts? You do not have to live on autopilot. You do not have to live just habitually. The most amazing part about our brains is that they're neuroplastic. That means that we can change them. Our brains are changeable, right? So we're not just born as a success or as a failure or as a chronically annoyed or grouchy person, okay? We actually create that identity one thought at a time. Now, genetics, that there is a role of genetics in our inclination, but it's just a small part of our reality. So I'm going to offer you two thoughts here to try on and to practice. And I picked two, you know, with this topic of moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment. And these are just two that I hear coming up a lot that people tend to think the opposite of or using thoughts in an unintentional way and against themselves. So I'm going to offer these two thoughts. The first one is I am enough. The second is I can do hard things. So just let those thoughts sink in for a minute. What if you are enough? What if living your life according to your values is enough? What if you don't need to prove anything to anyone? What if everything you do is because it's what you want to do, not for some external recognition or validation because it lights you up? And then the thought, I can do hard things. What if you really can do it, even though it's hard? What if when you really want to eat five cookies and You just decide, like, it's hard, but I can do it. What if you're going through a divorce and you feel like curling up and dying, but you have a wave come over you that says, this is hard and I can do it. I can do hard things. I don't need to buffer and numb myself out with alcohol because I can feel hard emotions and I'm okay. I can do it. So as I'm coaching people, like I see how frequently they don't believe these two things. And 
I also with the, I can do hard things. I didn't believe that. And I know that only from my actions, right? Even to say it now, it's like, oh, just to admit it. It's like, oh yeah, it's kind of hard just to admit it. But in my actions, so my thought would be, I can't deal with this, right? So like in my relationships, for example, I would, I would say, my thought was, I can't deal with this. I would feel angry and I would run away. It was this feeling that I can't do this. Like this is hard and I can't do it. I can't have this conversation because I don't want to feel these feelings. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel rejected. I can't do this. I'm leaving. And what I see is that most of the people who aren't getting the level of peace or success or whatever it is that is that you're working on right now that you desire in your heart, that they are not there because they're not taking the action necessary to produce those results. And they're not taking those actions because they're stuck in the thinking, in the unhelpful thinking. Because your thoughts produce your results. So let's get into our application. Okay, so grab your pen and paper, the notes in your phone. And I invite you to choose the thought that resonates with you. Okay, so maybe I can do hard things or I am enough. And really choose the one that feels most true for you that really like resonates with you. Okay, so let's say that it's I'm enough, whatever it is, write it down, pause me and write it down. Okay, the second part is to answer this question. What would you be doing right now if that was actually true? If you were actually enough and you felt and you believed that you are actually enough, what would you be doing right now? Pause me and write that down. Now, this is the action that you're going to take this week. Whatever it is that you wrote down, this action is going to start to give you little bite-sized pieces of evidence that you are enough, and then that's going to reinforce this belief. So in the beginning, maybe you believe it a little bit, but as you keep taking this action, you're going to believe it more and more. And just asking yourself that, you know, what would you be doing if you really believed you're enough? And it would probably be the four steps, right, of accepting yourself, deciding what you want, taking massive action, and staying committed. When you really believe that you're enough, that you can do hard things, whatever that belief is for you, you would carry yourself confidently. And the great thing about it is you get to just decide, in your mind to just decide, this is what I'm going to believe now. Now, listen, okay? I will remind you and remind you that this is a practice. Practice focusing on your new thought. When the old thoughts come in and the negative self-talk comes in, just realign, get right back on track with your new thought. And take the new action so you don't get stuck in your head just trying to think yourself the way there. You must take the action, right? The new action to get new results. And remembering that as you're doing this practice, your brain is designed to save energy, okay? So it wants to be comfortable. And you have these 
old patterns, habits, these neurological grooves in your brain that are formed from those unintentional thoughts. So it will require effort. You will need to activate the neuroplasticity of the brain and begin exercising your brain to live your life on purpose. It's not meant to be like super easy, right? It will require some effort. And you get to decide how much effort it's going to require, right? So every day you can get your journal out and write down all the ways that you are enough. Write down all the ways that you can do hard things and how you are doing the things, right? How does everything start to change when you think, I can do hard things? I am enough. Everything will change with these thoughts. So even if you're having drama all day about this, you can re-listen to this podcast and remind yourself of these beliefs and practice them. The worst thing that could happen is that you choose this belief that you don't totally believe and you don't totally have evidence and then you're exactly where you are right now. Anyways, right? Like you have nothing to lose by trying on these new thoughts for a, for a week. Seeing what happens when you decide to believe the thoughts and then to create evidence that it's true. So if you're currently working with me one-on-one, you have the support. We work on this consistently. For the rest of you, I hope this is super helpful. I've really been thinking about how I can deliver the most useful content on the podcast until I have more space available for coaching for one-on-one and also beyond. I'm going to continue this podcast beyond. Um, But if you are not on my wait list, again, I invite you to get on the wait list. You can have first chance to sign up for coaching and for opportunities coming up in the spring. I wish you all a wonderful week. Namaste.